1: PlushCare.com slash weightloss. Hey, y'all. I'm Joe Tower, and you're listening to Tales of Male Folly, a storytelling podcast. Each episode, we bring you one new story, recorded in front of a live audience at our bi-monthly show at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles. The show lineup is four dudes, all dudes, telling stories about how the futile nature of being dudes once got them into trouble. I'm the host, and if you're ever in the L.A. area, you can check out our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Tales of male folly for upcoming event dates and times. Or our Tumblr blog, talesofmalefolly.tumblr.com. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Also, if you have a story to tell and you'd like to tell it in spoken or written form, contact us at talesofmalefolly at gmail.com. Okay, on with the folly. This is our second episode, recorded May 24th, 2016, at the Virgil. I can't say enough good things about the storyteller, Stephen C. James, not only as an L.A.-based stand-up comic and improviser, but also just as an all-around good family man. So now, enjoy his story about searching for missing kids and a church youth group trip, and the revelation of his atheism. Thanks for listening.
0: Hi, hey everybody. Hi. Hi. Uh... So this is Tales of Male Folly, and I I may have committed the ultimate folly, but I won't know until after I'm dead uh, because I am an atheist. Uh, I, I don't believe in God, uh, and that may not be controversial here at the corner of gentrification in Coachella, but um, <laughs> I... I grew up in a town called Lewisville, Texas, uh, and our mascot, my high school mascot, like I've got a t-shirt at home, if you're into me sometimes I wear it, it was the fighting farmer. It was a different place where I grew up. <laughs> Uh, and as a black kid in a town where a farmer is the mascot, there are certain expectations, and church was one of them. Uh, and I, I I went to church, and I, I did the thing, and I, I believed all the stuff, but I always had this slight remove, because I had some friends that were atheists, and I'd be like, ah, God's not going to send JP to hell, is he? And they'd be like, yeah. Yeah, he is. And I'd be like, oh, okay. All right. And I went to college, and I still was going back and forth forth to the same church and as I was going to college I got that fucking annoying thing that like every college freshman or sophomore gets where it's just like I've read a book and written a paper (laughs) everything I believed in my youth is dead and I was like in the middle of that process when the church that I was you know still a vaguely active member of they asked me to help chaperone one of their youth group trips. Uh, now, this was a trip up to this place uh, they called Boyd Ranch, where, like, some old guy in the church had, like, all this land. and It was kind of on the Oklahoma-Texas border, so there was a drive up there. And they needed me to help drive the van and keep an eye on the kids. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, it's a, it's a great way to get out of town and to spend a little time away. I have plenty of time to read, like fucking Proust or whatever pretentious ass thing I was reading at the time, like, it's a Madeline cookie, it's the only thing anyone fucking remembers from that book, anyway, um, so uh, I'm, I'm there, and I'm driving the van, and I'm, I'm having a pretty good time, but we go to like this side park, like this like sort of state park area, and we tell the kids, alright, so, it's 1.30 now, everybody be back at 3.30, we'll load back in the vans. We'll head back, right? And I'm there with uh, the youth pastor, uh, David Aguilar. Is like, you know, he's a guy. He's a buddy of mine. He doesn't know the struggle I'm going through because one of my great things in my youth was I didn't talk about my inner life to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> things have changed. So uh, I, uh, I'm I, i with him. We're there. It's 3.30. The kids aren't back yet. It's 4 o'clock and the kids aren't back yet. It's 4.15 and the kids aren't back yet. And so there's like a group of three kids that we haven't heard from. Like, they're they're just nowhere to be found. And this is the day's pre-cell phone. So for all we know, they're just lost. They're just straight up lost. And we decide, okay, well, um, as the two guys, as the two men in the group, we are going to go looking for these kids. We're going to go and traverse the woods. And every fucking guy here, unless they've been in a situation like I'm about to describe, has that tiny bit of themselves that is like, yeah, I could fucking find my way through the woods, right? It's that same part of you that thinks like, oh, if you threw an AK-47 in front of me, I'd probably be able to strip it, clean it, and then shoot a terrorist, right? Like, if shit went down on the plane, I'd figure it out. Like, I'd be the guy. Like, I would straight up Liam Neeson somebody if they took my kid right? Everybody has that thing that they think is buried deep inside of them that is just waiting for that trigger. So we had our moment right then where it was just like, all right, let's get fucking pioneer on this. We're about to find these kids. Let's look for sign. Let's check for bent branches. Maybe we'll find like some scat and be like, I think those kids were here 15 minutes ago. Like we're going to figure this out. So we go walking through the woods And I've got, you know, my can of Sprite and uh, I'm just like enjoying the nature and enjoying a nice walk and having a good chat with David. We realize we're not going to find these kids this way, right? We're walking along the same trail. They're probably just ahead of us. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep walking and they're going to keep walking and we're never going to find each other. What we need to do is blaze our own trail, Now, this is the point where most people would say, oh, let's refer to this as mistake number one. But when a mistake is so large you don't need another one, you don't have to number it. This was just a (laughs) giant fuck-up. We should have never done that. We decided, why follow this well-established trail in this monitored state park? Why don't we just randomly hang a right turn and walk into the woods? About eight minutes later, we're helplessly fucking lost. We are gone. It is just nothing but woods around us. And at this point, it is starting to, like, just barely get a little bit dark. Not the kind of thing where you can, like, you're losing daylight, but the kind of thing where you're starting to feel a little bit of a chill, and that Sprite can is real fucking empty right now. And we've been out for a good long time. We've been out for about two hours. And we're thinking, okay, all right, we may not figure this out. And so we just keep walking, we're talking, and it's that kind of thing where you're like, (laughs) and on the inside you're like, oh, fuck, this is how I die. So we find a stream, right? We find a little stream, and I fill my Sprite can up with water from that stream, and I drink it, and it's the best fucking water I've ever tasted. It is so delicious because I was so thirsty at that point. And I'm thinking, this is it. This is like, we're going to have to come back to this. We're going to have to start up some new society. This is, we're screwed. There's no way out of this situation. So we continue to walk. And at one point, David kind of leads us down a hill and we both start to slide and we just slide down the hill. And we get to the bottom of the hill, and we're like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." and in my head, I'm like, okay, I give up. And David says, you know what we should do? We should pray. (laughs) And I think, okay, and if we clap our hands, Tinkerbell will still be alive. But I do it. I, I get down on my knees with David, and he says, dear Heavenly Father, I just... We're in a difficult spot, and, you know, we came here to help serve you, and I ask, Lord, that you come and and help us in this time. And I say, dear Lord, um, I hope that you can help us in this situation where we're lost and we've got no place to go. We could just use some guidance. And as we're kneeling there, we feel like these little, like, rocks or dirt, like from the hill up above where we just were, Like, something's, like, kind of coming down the hill. And so we stand up, and we kind of scramble up the hill. And I shit you not, there is an old white man on a white horse wearing jeans and a white denim shirt. And he's like, hey, are you boys lost? And I'm just like, oh. And... And David goes, oh, yes, yes, sir, we are, we are. Um, we, we just, we're looking for some kids, we're part of a youth group, and we, we lost our way. We, we started to make our way through, and, and we just got completely turned around, and we are just wondering, where is the main entrance of the park? We just need to find the trail to walk back along there. And he says, oh, well, you guys are probably about 15 minutes away. Uh, you just have to, there's a trail right through those woods right there. If you just follow that straight through, you're going to wind up there. And, and David turns to the guy and says, well, sir, I mean, we have to, we're part of a youth group. And it, it would be wrong if I didn't attempt to witness to you. And I was just wondering if you had a personal relationship with Christ. And the guy goes, I'm taken care of. And then rides off on his horse. Right? And now, that was when I was like 19 years old. I'm, I'm 40 now, so that's like 21 years ago. I've lived more of my life without belief than I did with. And it's so strange to me that I still have this heartfelt belief that there is no God because I'm also pretty sure I met him. <laughs> Thank you guys.
1: Our live show, Tales of Male Folly, is performed every other month at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles at 5419 Santa Monica Boulevard. Produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and all promotional materials designed by Alex Gaudet. Our podcast, Tales of Male Folly, will be released twice a month, featuring one story per episode. It's hosted and produced by, again, me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. Thanks for listening.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...